Straight Talk Uncut. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Tellus, uh, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. Thank you guys for joining me, and this is being recorded on February 19, 2016. How you guys doing? Got a few things I want to talk about. First, let me go ahead and get the quote out of the way, and it's about Lao Tzu. I think that's how I think I'm pronouncing it right, and it goes like this: Care about what other people think. And you will always be their prisoner. Again, care about what other people think, and you will always be their prisoner. Now, I think this is one of those things that come with age. Um, you know, when we are when we are small, when we are younger, you know, like most of the time we don't give a shit about what people think. We just do our thing. We just kids, and then somewhere. Maybe it's when you start going to school and stuff like that. You start sort of uh, paying attention more about what people think. You know, most people do. And then, um, but some people never grow out of this. Some people take this until into adulthood. I have one daughter who uh, the other day she she woke up and she has these. Uh, shoes. She has these. She had like a hundred pairs of shoes, but these two particular pair of shoes, they're the same style but different color. And she was like, um, "Now me being a me being a guy, being a dad, I don't I don't really give a shit <laughs> what my daughters wear. They can wear whatever as long as it's not like, you know, n- none of them are old enough to even, um." Well, actually, I guess that doesn't matter because I've seen kids their age just like girls just just skink out, just wear some shit. Just like who let them out of the house with that? But luckily, I don't really have that problem. But uh, I have one daughter. She's really into fashion, and you know she just has her own unique style, and I and I love it. I love it that is, it's you know is is out of the norm, and she, you know, she just pretty much does what she want to do. And I like that she don't, you know, really care. But she she had on these two pair of shoes, and she was like, Dad, what you think? I was like, I think the shit is awesome. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, that's, you know, I first of all, I asked her, where did she get that from? Because I thought maybe she saw some old YouTube videos, you know, and, and uh, was just bringing the style back. But she just, you know, it was two two pair of shoes. She picked up one and picked up the other. <laughs> Didn't feel like looking for the, the other ones. And she was like, well, how about this? I was like... She's fine to me, and I know my wife was more hesitant because she's like the fashion guru. She she you know she's the one that buys their clothes and stuff, and I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever. So you know, and hopefully she stays like that. I hope she stays to where she don't really give a shit about what people think. Um, you know, and and I and with me, this this came. You know, with a, I really never gave a shit, really about what people think. But when it comes to when it comes to like my photographs and stuff, of you know, of course I I um I went through a period of where I would create I was creating these real these really really uh, leaning more towards gr- like design like digital art than photography. And uh, and I remember I had this one picture. I still ha- I actually. I have a print of it that I printed from one of my Epson printers, but it was um, it was called Death of the Artist, and it was like this 
uh, picture that I took of the Virgin Mary, I, I did this night photography project and I would go around taking pictures of these churches and graveyards and stuff like that. So I, I sort of composited these pictures together and this one particular one was called Death of the Artist. And it was one of my favorite ones. And um, and I framed it and everything, and I had it on display at a craft show. And everybody liked it, right? But there was this one one lady. Uh, she she came by, and she <clears throat> and she looked at it, and as she was walking off, she made this comment. I can't even really what the remember what the comment was, but I remember thinking like. That that that's not it. like I, I I mean you know how like sometimes you can be naive about your art, and and I didn't even take into consideration the religious theme behind it. It was more about me because it was called Death of the Artist, and the, and it was a you know it was the Virgin Mary. It was kind of like this ghostly figure, and then it had a tombstone that had Rest in Peace and it had my name on it, and it had like uh, 1974, and I think I think it was around 2001. It was so. It was 1974 to 2001, and uh, actually, yeah, yeah, 2000 something. But I, and I can't remember even where I was in my head at the time. But it was it, it was about me. It wasn't religious at all. I just it, the the image just went with what I was thinking. You know, it was, it was like the Virgin Mary and her hands were splayed open. And, um, and, and it, and it just fit, but she said something and she, she totally took it out of context. And I really never displayed that image again, because I didn't, you know, some people like they want to be offensive. They, they is blatant. You know, I think I talked about it before about the guy who, uh, I, I can't, I can't remember right offhand, but I think he like put a, a crucifix in a jar, like full of piss or something like that. Or he, you know, these people who like, uh, just recently, I saw a picture of a, a some teenager standing on standing on the uh, United States flag, just you know st- standing on it. Just you know, that's like blatant. It's blatantly offensive. But you know, it's you know, it, 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 if you're making a statement, yeah, you're making a statement. But that's 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 a, the shocking way to do it. And I wasn't even going for that at all. So, uh, you know, I never displayed it again because I was like. Oh, I don't want that. I don't want people to think I'm trying to be like one of those fucking anti-religious. Like, you know, I'm I'm never I never try to make any sort of political or religious statement or anything like that. The art that I do is about me. Like, it's it's about me, my life. I know, you know, I, I I don't I don't even think like to try to to try to express something um dead broad, you know, political or religious or whatever. I I don't even I don't I'm I'm too I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but I'm 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 still trying to figure out myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I took it down for those two reasons that I didn't want anybody to think I was trying to make a statement, and then the se- the the second of all, I I didn't want to um, I didn't want to like anyone to think I'm trying to be blatant anti-religious or whatever. But now if I you know if like now I'm at the state to where. I, it, if that happened, I wouldn't give a fuck. Like, well, that's, what well, you know, that's not what I was going to. And if she would have, if she would have asked me about it, I would have explained to her more. Um, you know, and, and that brings up another thing as to why you have to be able to, 
talk about your art. You know, whether whether you you go out of your way to talk about it is a different thing, but if approached about it, you can't just be like, well, I just, you know, I just felt like that at the time. You know, you got to be able to verbalize. And I'm not, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on a podcast, but I'm not like a, you know, um, I mean, I mean, I can speak in front of anybody. I can, I can get on the stage right now and talk about something that I'm interested in, but I'm not like a approach somebody and just start talking type person. But something that I create, I can very well talk about it because it's me. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like when I, when I create something, it's on purpose. You know, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to create something to get a rise out of anyone. I'm just trying to create something visually that expresses what I can't really write. If that makes sense. So, so that's it. Yeah. So care about what other people think and you will always be their prisoner. And I think like, you know, like when we talk, when we see these fucking politicians and stuff, they, you know, even, even the most like, um, out there one, like Donald Trump, I, I've haven't heard any speech of Donald Trump. I read one of his books, but I, I you know, I, I really have no idea. I, I hear, you know, of course I see the headlines of, of the shit, crazy shit he says in, in all the other politicians, but they have to care what people think because they're politicians. That's, that's the fucking di- definition of a politician. They have to, they have to, they have to say and care about what the majority of people think about them. You know, they have to get a certain amount of people to be on their side. So uh, it's not the other way around. It's not like they, they are one way and then they got to find the people that think like them. No, they got to say, okay, which group of people I want to be on my side. That's the shit I got to say. That's the shit I got to support. You know, that's just my opinion of, of, of politicians and politics and shit like that. So, all right, let's move on. All right, so, in you know, going going on with my with my goal to like enter some sort of contest or get published or, or something like that, I come across these, uh, <clears throat> you know, these photo awards. Uh, phone, that's my wife. I gotta call her back. Um. So with with these photo themes, so there's one. Um, the World Press Photo Awards. And and I I kept seeing this one image. And, and a lot of times I if I keep seeing the same damn image, I just like click on it and be like, okay, what is this about? Especially if it's something pertinent. Not I'm not talking about this link bake shit where it where it'd be like uh watch this, you won't believe what happens. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about like something that's on like you know I, I use flipboard and I follow like uh the category of photography so it just kept popping up and you know my initial thoughts were like maybe it's just you know it's it's uh, um it's some kind of war or something going on you know protests fucking immigrant immigration type refugee type stuff and, and it was but it kept coming up under different categories photography like uh, world news and everything like that. So I finally clicked on it to see what it was about. 
and um, it happened to be one of the went one of the winners for the World Press Photo Awards. Now I'm getting this from two different sources. Uh, one is NBC News, and the other one is Lens Culture. So, and the reason why you know I'm I'm actually bouncing back and forth between these two because the the same sort of article on um okay for instance on NBC News it shows the the 32 photos and it, and, I, and I'm thinking these are um let me see here yeah these are the the top images so I'm not sure how many categories or how many winners but on on NBC News there there were 32 top photos spotlighted but on Lens Culture there's like a slideshow and it's like 125 and what I like about the the posting on Lens Culture is that it shows for some of the photos some of the same top photos on the NBC News site it shows like the series or series of photos leading up and after those top photos so it puts it in context a little bit more and um in a particular one i'm talking about is this one of um let me let me just read it here so i can make sure i'm getting it right so it's world press photo of the year in spot news first prize singles so um, there there are like uh categories and there's a single category and a serious category so this is first prize singles and it's a picture of a man passing a baby through the fence at the Hungary Serbia Serbia border um and, and and you know it's it's like if you don't if you don't stop to look at it, it you know and in which I which I I didn't at first I just thought hey here's a guy in barbed wire I didn't see the full context of the picture because if you if you see a small version of it because it's black and white, it's grainy. You can tell it was done at night, high ISO. Um, you 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 will miss the baby being passed under this barbed wire fence. In the in the man, you know, a lot of these pic, pictures in this series are just they're tough to take in. Um, I, I mean, we you know we can we can sort of especially when we get so distant, so far removed from a lot of the things that goes on in the world, it's hard to like um, really take it in unless you stop to, to just, to just take in the entire image. And, and when you think about this, this guy, I mean, maybe, maybe it's the dad, maybe, you know, it's somebody who's just trying to save this kid whose parents probably you know dead or something like that but the the his the the um desperation on on his face and it's like we you know we we especially if you, you when you when you hear about people talking negative negatively towards immigrants and things like that but when you see a picture like this and realize they these people are trying to find some sort of um some sort of some sort of haven you know to where they can live just just a, a normal life 
You know what I mean? And and when you see like the desperation on this guy's face, you you have to wonder: Do the people who who um, who who like just just talk just talk out the side of their mouth about immigrants and 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 never look at the bigger picture about you know the, the humanity? Do they do they stop to even look at stuff like this? You know, do they do they? Do they st- do they just get outside of their own selfishness, and do they stop to think about the reason someone would want to uh, leave their homeland for, for you know to to find to to seek a, a home somewhere else? And of course, everyone that comes into the country are not saints. You know, I, I know that there are bad apples. It's in the news all the time about some some lady being raped or murdered, or some some guy being robbed or murdered, or some store being held up by some immigrant, you know, legal immigrant or something like that. Yeah, I know that happens. But I'm just saying, like, if when you when you stop to look at it, like a picture like this, it's so it sort of give you. I mean, I mean, you 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 you're not there, but this 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 picture and pictures like these can sort of let you step outside of your own comfort and and sort of go there and and just think and or put yourself in this situation cuz I that's what I do I'm like what if there was me I'm that guy and this is somebody is passing one of my daughters under this barbed wire fence you know what I mean that when I when I see this stuff that's how I I'm, I'm looking at it like that. And the same thing, it's the same with a lot of these photos in this uh, WordPress, these WordPress photo awards. Now, I took it a step for, further to, to sort of see what goes on, like what's behind judge, like how do they judge it? And there's this um, this guy, Francis Cons, and I'm thinking, it says, he's judging uh, the 2016 contest. So uh, I'm just going to read a little excerpt. This year's awards mark the first year under a new carefully crafted code of ethics in the, in, in the world of Lars Boring. I don't know who that is. Okay. The managing director of the WordPress Photo Foundation. The new regulations were a great success. And I'm, I'm going to read this uh, excerpt. I think it's from this Lars Boring guy. This year, this year we had more photographers and more entries than ever in our contest. And we see this as a great support of the industry. As an organization, we are delighted by the outcome this independent jury produced and ready to present an exhibition of wonderful and powerful imagery to a global audience that can trust what they see. So, um... I you know I don't know enough history behind it to to see what you know to know what he mean about uh, when he says carefully crafted code of ethics, but I just know this video of this guy Francis Kahn. One thing you know I'm like, what are they looking for? And one thing he he described is first of all, it has to the photos have to capture. An important moment. So it's not just about beauty. It's not just about aesthetically like pleasing images. It has to ca- capture 
um, an important moment. Like for instance, the, the first photo on this NBC News article, uh, and this is the Nature first prize singles, and it's a sunbather who's oblivious to an ominous chef cloud approaching on Bundy Beach. And Bundy Beach is in uh, Sydney. And a chef cloud, um, I don't, I'm not sure what the hell a chef cloud is, but if you look at the picture, it's like this cloud is like just pretty much just blacked out the sky. And the sunbathers just laying down either reading a tablet or something, but this huge dark ass cloud is coming. And an important moment, I'm thinking there's a storm that's going to follow this cloud, right? Um, so an important moment. So it's not just, the, just by, it's not just about the, you know, it's a dramatic image, but evidently a, a storm is going to follow this cloud. Other images are, I like this sports one. Uh, second prize stories, BB Biz, Bisma Nordia defeats the wrestler Maraca DG in um, Dumbe Diop Stadium in Dakar, Sierra Leone. So this is like a wrestling competition. Um, and, I mean, you you have to see the picture to to see it to to know what I'm talking about. But it takes you back. It's almost like Greek Roman wrestling, but it's not Greek. It's there in Sierra Leone. So things like that. You know, when I see these pictures, I I, I sort of like, uh, you know, I, I I love this kind of work because it is so about, you know, not about the photographer. You know, opposite of of, <laughs> of what what I'm thinking about when I'm. I'm I'm doing photographs. I'm it's it's really about me. So I like you know I like to see uh, stuff that I, I I don't think you know I'm, yeah of course if I wanted to do it, I probably could do it, but I don't know it, it, it's it's like too um, I I don't know I don't know what the word is but I I've I've never I've always shied away from doing any sort of like photography to where it was it was about like a um, like a the, the the human element you know what i mean the human emotion like this one photo of this doctor rubbing ointment on a burn victim and this is in um where is this i'm reading here kurdistan workers party so i guess uh this guy, this kid was burning this 16-year-old kid. Oh, hello, shit. So, according to YPG fighters at the scene, Jacob is an ISIS fighter from Deir al-Zur and the only survivor from an ambush made by YPG fighters over a truck alleged to carry ISIS fighters on the outskirts of Hasaka. Six ISIS fighters died in an attack. Five of them completely disfigured by explosion. So this guy who was burnt was an ISIS fighter. And uh, he was the only survivor. So take time to, to go and look at these images of, I mean, just do a search for um, 
WordPress photo awards or WordPress photo top images, and you're going to come across them. And this, this actually ties into this, this course I'm taking. And the course is, um, it's, it's a free course on Coursera by MoMA. Uh, the Museum of Modern Art of Modern Art is has created this free online course, and the course is called Seeing Through Photographs. And um, and and I actually saw this article on I can't remember where I saw the initial article, and I was like, I'm always up for free school, free free learning, free training. So if you go to uh, let me get the link here. You know, I, I hate when there's like 50 links. I'm just trying to get... So if you go to Coursera.org slash learn slash photography, you'll, you'll see the course. And the course is uh, created by this lady, the Department of Photography head, Sarah Meister. When I first saw that, I'm like, is that a joke? But <laughs> there's a guy here named Matt Meister. And he's one of the community... Well, he's the communication liaison for uh, the district school that my my daughters go to so anyway so about the course i'm just going to read the, about the course although taking sharing viewing photographs have become second nature for many of us our regular engagement with images does not necessarily make us visually literate this course aims to address the gap between seeing and truly understanding photographs by introducing a diversity of ideas approaches and technologies that inform their making in this course you will look closely at photographs from the collection of the Museum of Modern Art and hear a variety of perspectives on what a photograph is and the ways that photography has been used throughout its nearly 180 years history. As a means of artistic expression, as a tool for science and exploration, as an instrument of documentation to tell stories and record history, and as a mode of communication and critique in our ever increasingly visual culture. Now, I started this morning, um, early, early this morning, taking a course. And let me let me find what the part I got. So I did I did the first um, first two lessons, right? No, no, actually I did the first lesson, but the first lesson has two parts. Then I went into lesson two and lesson two Actually, lesson one was pretty much videos, it was, you know, some simple videos. And lesson two, there was some like required reading, <laughs> and that's why I, I tapped out this morning. Of course, I'm a, I'm going to finish it. And matter of fact, I'm going to finish the whole course. I'm not sure um, how long, you know, how long the course is, but uh, I stopped at the reading portion because, like I said, it was this morning. I got up at three. I worked out, had breakfast. I printed two shirts. And um and I had this on my list to do, my to-do list, this course. So I started and then I got to where I couldn't focus on reading. Because the reading part, uh this first this first reading part is uh, documentary photography in history of in history of photography from eighteen thirty nine to present. And it's a it's like a scanned book. You know, it's it's several pages from from a book that they scanned in. I mean, it's literally 
not not converted to PDFs. It's literally the book that you're reading, but it's scanned. And so the text is, you know, I mean, it's literally you reading the image. You're reading from the image. Um, and the, the title of the book is called The Photographer's Eye by John, what is this, Sofswaski, the Museum of Modern Art, uh, Modern Art, New York. So, um, so that's one of the things I'm doing because normally when I look through pictures, just, just like anybody else, I just fly through them. I fly through them. I never really, because usually there's so many, you know what I mean? Like when you're looking at pictures online, it's like boom, boom. I mean, you're flying through them. So when I, when I, uh, was looking at those pictures through of, uh, the world photo news, I was like, you know what? Let me let me go back. Let me stop. Let me take a, a moment to go through these pictures and see what they're about. And uh, and and I gotta say, I'm glad I did that. So I think that's gonna be a, an ongoing theme that I start doing, like not just blow pack, because I I really rarely look at captions of of pictures unless it's like something that really grabs me. I rarely look at captions. I just blow through them, you know. But um. You know, I, I pretty much had this this course in my mind, too. So maybe that's what made me think, even though I saw I looked at these pictures before starting the course, maybe subconsciously I had in my mind that, hey, stop and read these captions and, and take a look. Um, and then it could also be that I'm looking at why, what was the winning... Like what? How? Why did this picture win first prize? Why did this picture win second prize? What? What's in it? You know what I mean? Like, why this picture? So, you know, I, I'm reading the captions to sort of see, to get just a little glimpse of what's behind the story. And of course, like I said, these these are pictures in a bigger series. So I don't know if like when they're judging, they're looking at a series and then. They, um, you know, they pick the top image out of their series because I know there's a category four series of images. Um, so, so yeah, check those two links out. You know, I'll put them on straighttalkuncut.com, uh, but just do, do a search for uh, MoMA and free online photography course. I'm pretty sure you're going to come up with something. All right, what's next? The next is another another contest. And it's uh, I found this on on Lens Culture as well, and it's the Exposure Awards 2015 series finalists, right? And so there are these, I mean you you can go there and look at all the series, but there's this one that stuck out, and it's called Fire of Hatred. And I've heard about um, this 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 thing that goes on. But let, let me just read. Let me, let me read from this this um, excerpt from the from the comments that the photographer and the photographer. You know, I, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna pronounce this name as best I can. But Asgar Kamase Kamasa. Anyway, fire fire of hatred. Um, Exposure Wars 2015 finalists under the series category so uh, and I'm reading from from the um, the comment from the from the uh, description 
Acid throwing is a specific and horrible act of violence, which, according to official statistics, is on the rise in Iran. This kind of violence is mostly against women and children. These attacks are often done with the intent to disfigure, maim, torture, and destroy the social life and future of their victims. The motivation to commit this type of violence is culturally culture is cultural destitution and intolerance. It most often happens in situations of family conflict, whether rejected marriage proposals, divorce requests, or revenge. In addition to physical and psychological damage, the victims faced the experiences of social stigma and blame. Across Iran, such victims are in dire need of medical and financial support, as well as counseling services. Unfortunately, there's no government or even non-governmental organization who attend to these issues in their country. Thus, burn victims have to treat themselves only through public aid and charitable donations. I mean, this is some horrific shit, man. I mean, just just to look at these images, this shit is... Uh, I mean, it's, it's worse. I mean, that's really... I mean, man, that's really the words for it. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't understand it. I, you know, I don't think it's something I'll, I'll fucking ever, I don't, I don't care what, you know, there, I mean, there's things that goes into other cultures that's, I, I, just, I just don't get it. But again, this, this is one of those things to where it, it, it brings insight to, um, you know what's going on in in other countries in other places and how i mean people could people you hear a lot of people complaining about minor things and you realize man there's some people with some real shit i know i know things are relative but there's there's some people <laughs> that's dealing with some real stuff so crying about petty shit man and in 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 like um, pity parties about nonsense. You, you start looking at some of these pictures, some of these these you know these these uh, photographers that are brave enough to take on these kind of um, storytelling projects. You know it may it may it, it it'll wake you up and and get you off your ass to do your little you know my little self self projects. You know it's like. <laughs> When you when you see stuff like this, man, it's it's just it's just crazy. I mean, it's really it's really nothing nothing to say. But so again, this is one of those. Uh, you know, I'm starting to look at these these awards and just to see what goes on to, into them, man. And some of it, it's like this is no this is no uh, small stuff. You know these these awards. I mean, these people are, are putting out some very very um significant stories bringing awareness to some things that most people don't even know goes on man it, you know it's crazy i mean you 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 see uh, you see the headlines here all this celebrity bullshit and and who fucking who Kanye West is mad at and all this other lame garbage and then you look at some real shit like this 
and it's like, man, put some deaf ears on this this uh this this Hollywood bullshit. Put some deaf ears on it. And uh and bring some awareness to to this real stuff. All right. Moving on. Moving right along. Let's see what next what what else I had to talk about. Okay, let's go, let's go to some 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 crazy stuff but but a little bit lighter. So there was this recipe um, I did yesterday. Uh, a cook, you know, food recipe, and it was for this. My wife and I, we've been we've been you know trying to eat healthier without like limiting ourselves. So she she got this book and she's been sending me these recipes from this book called Skinny Taste, and one of these recipes was this fried chicken. But it's it's with planko, and I, I can't even remember the last time I even had fried chicken. I I don't eat fried chicken, like it's probably been fucking twenty years <laughs> since I've had fried chicken. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I, I I have, but she sent me this recipe, and it was it was like this lemon fried chicken, but it was using these breadcrumbs called planko breadcrumbs, right? And and part of it is like it's it's. Planko breadcrumbs mixed with this Parmesan cheese. And for some reason, like I was looking up the, the recipe and I don't I don't even know how this came across, but I'm pretty sure, you know, like you, when you're looking on Google, you look up something and next thing you know, um, other shit start popping up. And I can't remember what I was on, but this article came up about Parmesan cheese sold at stores from Walmart and Whole Foods might not be what you think it is. So I'm like, okay, well, well, I mean, you know, a lot of times I don't even click on these links because I'm like, it's going to be some horrible shit that I don't want to know about. So, and on the front cover, it's the exact Parmesan cheese that I have in my fridge right now. This Kraft 100% grated Parmesan cheese. It's 100% See, it doesn't say 100% Parmesan cheese. It says 100% grated. Okay. 100% real grated Parmesan cheese, no fillers, right? Well, come to find out, uh, come to find out, in these cheeses, there is a substance. And I actually looked on the ingredient, and, and sure enough, there's a uh, ingredient called cellulose, Right? And uh, let me just let me just get to the point here. So the cheese that I have, no, actually that's the Walmart cheese. The Walmart's great value, 100% grated Parmesan cheese, registered 7.8% cellulose, while Jewel Osco's essential everyday 100% grated cheese clocked at 8.8%, and then Kraft had 3.8. So the one I have has 3.8. Okay, what is this cellulose? So cheesemakers and retailers told Bloomberg they were further investigating the test results. Okay, what is, uh, you know, get to the fucking point. What, what, what is cellulose? All right. Cheesemakers often mix in higher levels of wood pulp when making cheese because it's more inexpensive than truly pure Parmesan cheese. So... Uh, is cellulose wood pulp? Is that is that what the fuck I'm getting here? You know that that's that's what I 
that's what I gathered when I read it. So let me look up uh, cellulose. So what is cellulose? So cellulose is an organic compound. I don't want to know the formula for it. So cellulose is mainly used <laughs> to produce paperboard in paper. Cellulose is for industrial use. Cellulose for industrial use is mainly obtained from wood pulp and cotton. That's right, people. If you eat a lot of pastas and you buy that fucking off-the-shelf Kraft, Whole Foods, um, Walmart brand um, Parmesan, guess what? You, you're eating, you're ingesting small bits, small amounts, well, depending on, depending on how much you eat, of cellulose. I mean, are, are you... See, this this is the thing I'm talking about. This is the stuff I'm talking about. Like, when we when we don't look at the bigger picture, it's the small things that are that are really that's that's okay. And, and I'm, this this last article says, I mean, this last paragraph said the FDA is in the process of investigating another cheesemaker, Castle Cheese Inc. Their company's president is scheduled this month to plead guilty to pumping products full of cellulose and using cheaper cheddar instead of real Romano. Is this... I mean, does this upset anybody? Like, you know, especially when you look around at all these illnesses that are like these new age illnesses that people can't figure out what to... I mean, you remember when you were growing up and there was like there was chicken pox there was mumps there was probably measles you know flu flu's been around forever but now there are so many fucking little like my kids can't even we you remember you remember at school, when when kids had parties at school and you, you know you would bake cookies or some shit or muffins you can't even do that anymore why kids are so allergic to shit now that, you know it's like you can't even my my kids can't even take in their own snack. Like, for their own personal consumption, they can't take in, like, anything with peanut. I'm like, they're in fear that they may share with somebody who's who's sick from it. And then you read about this bullshit that's been put into foods now because it's more... This, man, this is kind of stuff, like, that just eats me up. And it's like, how? what do you do? No, you can't try. I don't care what the labels, even if it says organic, they, who's who's to say that shit is really organic? Who, you know, who has our back at um, not caring about a profit? Who's to say that when, it, when, when, when the FDA investigates somebody or do this random audit, audit all the, the, the company don't have to do is just say, oh, you know what? Yeah, here's here's a couple billion to line your pockets. Oh, now now look away. Now that may sound like conspiracy theory shit, but come on, 
Come on, look at what's going on in, in, in Michigan. Is that so far-fetched? Only thing I can say, man, is just just limit the amount of anything you consume. We all we all are gonna die, that's for sure. We all gonna die from something. But you know, make it a make it a slow death. <laughs> I mean, what pissed me off so much about this article is my daughter, <laughs> I have a daughter that she just eats Parmesan just just with nothing. Just bowls of it. And we had we had we got a we had to stop it with like, you can't just eat it like that. And now to know it's just she's fucking ingesting wood pulp is just is sickening, man. Sickening. All right, speaking of speaking of exercise and fitness. So um I told you I've been doing this wheel exercise. Uh this morning, let me just give you an example. This is, let me let me break out my app. You know, so I mean and this is you know, this is not a uh, uh, fit. I'm not. I'm no fitness guru. I'm no uh, what you call it, personal trainer. But I feel, hey, it's my podcast. I can I can let you know some tips if you know if you if you want to work out, get a little more more in shape when you are stooping down to take that shot. And cause I, you know, one thing I, I miss about wedding uh, photography is, man, I got I get physical when I was doing wedding photography. That, I, I got I got physical. I didn't like miss a shot because I didn't want to get on the ground. Even when I'm when I do pet photography, so I'm I'm like the last pet for, uh, photos I did, I left there drenched. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I had to take I had to change shirts in the car because the day just got warm all of a sudden, and I had a undershirt on. I had to take off the undershirt because it was soaked, and uh, just put the top shirt on. So this morning I did kettlebell swing. And then I did this uh, snatch overhead dumbbell lift. Then you go back to kettlebell swing, and then snatch overhead dumbbell right. Go back to kettlebell swing, then burpee. Go back to kettlebell swing, rotation put ups, push ups. Go back to kettlebell swing, plank. Go back to kettlebell swing, and then kettlebell goblet squat. So that's that's the example of uh, the wheel routine. And normally I do just two rotations of it. But this morning I did three. I did three rotations. So I'm, I think I'm gonna do that every Friday. Do three rotations. And I'm telling you, man, I burnt. I, I wear a heart rate monitor, and I burnt 500 calories in 33 minutes doing that. And the thing about when you burning calories that way is, it's not just cardio. You 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 know you activating your muscles and you getting your heart rate up and you getting a little bit of cardio, at the same time. So 30 minutes. I did this at 3.30 this morning, 30 minutes. I'm done for the day if I want to be. I may do like a, a treadmill workout or do some pull-ups something later because sometimes when I start seeing my energy go down, I do, you know, I do like some quick 15-minute exercise. But I can be done for the day. On top of that, I hit my weight mark for this week. And so how did I treat myself? Two bowls of Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> That was my that was my cheat meal. We used the me and my wife. We doing this thing now to where we don't do a cheat day. We just do a cheat meal, and that was my cheat meal for the day. Two bo- man, I'm I'm the biggest cereal eater in the house. Like I, I I've never seen kids that don't they don't like cereal. Like, I have I have one daughter that eats cereal probably every morning, but my other two they they may eat cereal dry, 
but they don't I'm like what, what, what kid don't like cereal I mean I there's not one cereal that I can't eat any, any kind of cereal so I had two bowls of uh cocoa buffs this morning as my treat my treat snack so uh i think that's it man let me see what 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 else did i have anything uh if even if i did have anything left to talk about i'm done it, you know i got stuff to do um may have some some my my sister-in-law may be visiting later this evening with her uh little booger eater so i gotta get myself sight i gotta get in the mind frame <laughs> all right man Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me in this uh, edition of Straight Talk Uncut. Thanks for coming back to listen to me ramble on. Um, I I, I appreciate it. Again, uh, you can leave comments right on the SoundCloud timeline or go to Straight Talk Uncut. Uh, You know, check out the links if you, you know, if if you, you need the links to some of these articles I was talking about. You got any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to let me know about? Tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. All right, talk to you guys next time.